The following program contains scenes and language of a frank and explicit nature. Viewer discretion is advised. We the people tell the government what to do. It doesn't tell us. You actually have to be clever at being stupid. Hold up, hold up, hold up. I'm going to tell you something. I've been to two goat ropings and a county fair, and I ain't never seen no shit like this before. We hold these truths to be self-evident. All men and women created by go, you know the you know the thing. What? You refer to people with a capacity for pregnancy. Would that be women? Yeah, there's no problem, Lloyd. We'd be classy and sophisticated. Look at the fun bags on that horse hound. Trying to say Jesus Christ can't hit a curveball. You want to talk about slow? I'll give you slow. He moved so slow, it was like he was raised by a wild pack of turtles. We need a live rooster. Is there a live rooster? We need a live rooster to take the curse off Jose's glove and I had no idea you could milk a cat. Oh, yeah, you can milk anything with nipples. Y'all wear mozzarella cheese sticks. I was chatting on AIM with this guy. Jose is from England, and I speak fluent American, so there's a bit of a language barrier. But he knew really good English. Jesus Christ on a motorbike. What was that? I ask myself the same question every time I hear that. But who knows? Who knows what it is? Guys, welcome in a room full of God, family, and country. I am Kevo, your host for the next hour. And this is Unwavering Toxic Masculinity from the Dude's Den. I hope everybody is well. Uh, been on a little bit of a hiatus. Okay, I, I, am, I, am, uh, I am going to get back into doing... Two to three shows a week, every week, no excuse, got it. Uh, uh, I am going to update some equipment too, so you know, that'd be the only reason why, you know, uh, uh, there would be a little delay, but uh, this is important to me. Uh, uh, this is kind of where I am able to uh, uh, vent and somewhat have a voice, and I, I think it's very important that, um, that I, I, you know, there's all kinds of people out there that don't have a voice, do have a voice, whatever, I, I, I mean... Um, I hope to take this somewhere. I hope to do something with it. I'm putting so much into it. If you would, I'd love for you to share. I'd like for you to comment. I'd like for you to uh, uh, just do whatever it is uh, you can do to help me. That would be greatly appreciated. Uh, so today's going to kind of be a, a two-part show, all right? I'm, I'm going to kind of break this down to two different things. Uh, so two different subjects. I, I can't guarantee on how much time I'll spend on each one, but that is the, um, that's the plan, to talk two different things. So, without further ado, here we go. I'd like to say before I get started, those six people, six people, <laughs> I say, I don't know those six, but I, I, would, I would venture to, to guess. There's probably only about six people out there that uh, are working for the betterment of actual American families. So to those six people, we greatly, greatly appreciate you. We don't care if you're Democrat, Independent, Republican, Conservative, Liberal, Progressive. It doesn't matter to us. If you're true, if, if everything behind what you do is, I, 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 I don't care about special interest. I don't care about big groups. I care about families I care about way of life I care about freedom we thank you uh, dude and I thank you 
Um, anybody that has anything to do with this program thanks you greatly. All right, so let's get started. So um, I have uh, I've had time to think about this. And you know how you ever been in an argument with with like your 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 best friend, your brother, your your uh, your your I dare say wife. Uh, nobody usually jumps in you know, on that one per se. But 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 you, you know, you and your brother can be an argument. You and your best friend can be an argument. Whatever the case may be, you know, and y'all are just letting each other have it. Just and all this good stuff. But then. Argument's over, and somebody starts bad-mouthing them. For most of us, that's a big no-no. Right? It's kind of like, whoa, 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 wait, 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 wait. I can do it, but you can't. You know, like if, if you and a friend are, are let, you're just, you know, talking it out, man, and you're being... And then out of nowhere, somebody, like a stranger, you know, you know what I'm saying? Like a stranger goes, hey, uh, man, you need to shut up. You're right. It's kind of like, whoa, 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 wait, wait. I don't care if you're on my side, not on my side. No, 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 no. We're friends. We've earned the right to share our opinions with each other. We've earned the right to feel the way we do with each other. We've earned the right to have this conversation and then give each other hugs, shake hands, and move on about our business. You, we don't know you, no. No, you're you're not. No, stay. Get 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 out of my face. Well, that's kind of where I'm coming from with this one. Only, only, I say it, knowing that as big boys and girls, as adults, if you will, we have to understand that we live. We, we live in, in, in the era of social media. We live in the era of everything's available. You know, all these stats and stuff are readily available. And, you know, it is what it is. Some things, some things are worth criticizing. Now, there are things I love about my state, okay? The things I absolutely adore about Louisiana. I tell you, one of the one of the most beautiful things about this state is the city of New Orleans. The city of New Orleans, I'm telling you, I could argue and would be willing to argue that at one time it was in the top three of greatest cities in America, I'd be willing to say top ten of greatest cities in the world. I'd be willing to say that. I'd be willing to take that argument wherever you wanted me to take it. Only now, I'm losing... Any and all ability to say that about this once great city. And you know why? 
Two words. LaToya Cantrell. But I'm going to change those. I'm going to change it from two words to three words because here on at Unwavering, we, are, we try to be as respectful as we can be. This lady got elected. So I'm going to refer to her as Mayor LaToya Cantrell. So three words, Mayor LaToya Cantrell. <clears throat> Guys, I, 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 I don't even know what to say. Like I planned all this stuff. And I don't even know if it does it justice. But here we go. Okay. The New Orleans mayor has been under fire. Well, for a long time. But let me explain to you some of the reasons why. Now, I want you to imagine being a hardworking, I don't care if you're middle class, if you're lower income, if you're, if you're upper echelon, I don't care what you are, okay? It, it doesn't matter. But I want you to imagine specifically being a hardworking, middle class, African American woman, All right? So from this point on, we're just gonna we're just gonna just call you a black woman. Imagine being a hardworking, middle class black woman. You bust your butt for your family. Bust your butt. You don't walk around playing a victim. You don't blame other things in your life on white people or this race of people or this group or this or that or the other, okay? Criticism's fair enough. Now, granted, granted, 100%. Criticisms are fair. Criticisms such as, uh, you know, when certain government officials are in office, they can do things, pass legislation, not pass legislation, take away, do, you know, they can hurt the area if they're not tough on crime, if they're, if they're economic standards, uh, you know, if they're fiscal intelligence as far as government goes is bad. Well, that's criticizing government. That, that's part of what we should do, Okay. But we're talking about people that don't walk around saying, I am behind the eight ball because systemic racism. Or I'm behind the eight ball because uh, America doesn't like black people. You know, th look, look, that's absolutely ridiculous. There's zero proof to that. I think it's asinine and it's just not, a, it's, it's not even a logical argument. That being said, there are logical arguments to individuals. There are individuals out there that don't like black people. You know what I think of those people? I do. I think we need to line them up, beat the, you know what, out of them. 
And sit, but you know what? Guys, I don't want to be around people like that. You're talking to a staunch conservative. I don't want to be around people like that. People like that are a disgrace. But it's their right to not like or like somebody or it doesn't matter. You know, if their actions become detrimental or a danger, that's when we need to step up and go, hey, 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 we need to bring them down a notch, two, three, four, a bunch of notches. But just because they don't, no, I don't want to be around them and they deserve to have their butts kicked. But guess what? I'm sure there are people out there that don't like me. But this lady, she takes ignorance to a level that I've never seen before. And she slaps the faces of hardworking black women everywhere. You know, a lot of us, I'm not a hardworking black woman per se, but I call myself a hardworking Caucasian person. A lot of us don't have the means or luxury to travel first class. And technically, neither does Mayor Cantrell, see, because the New Orleans rules, the New Orleans rules for travel for an elected official or the people that they hire, their staff, is basically the cheapest way possible. New Orleans isn't about buying first class and doing this, that, and the other. Well, Mayor Cantrell's different. See, she's racked up about 40000 in fees for her travel. And wait, just wait, till I give you the reason why. So first thing you need to know is under Mayor Cantrell, New Orleans has now become the murder capital of America. Yes. This once vibrant, just melting pot of of different genres, cultures, and walks of life. This one city, and now you could probably still do this, but where you could walk down the street, hold a beer up, and cheers to a conservative, a liberal, a gay, a trans, a straight, a Christian, doesn't matter. Because what matters is it is the city. And it's always been the city of just hope, love, of different uh, uh, cultures. It's, it's just a phenomenal place. The food, the people. Unlike any place I've ever been. I've had the pleasure of traveling all over the world. And I am telling you, New Orleans is a special, special place. That being said, it is now the murder capital of the U.S. So, Mayor Cantrell, been under fire for her travel issues. See, 
Mayor Latoya Cantrell, she doesn't travel, coach, economy. No, 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 no. She travels first class. She is quoted as saying, as a black lady, it is unsafe. Yes, it is unsafe for a black woman to fly economy. I cannot believe that those words come out of her mouth. I, I, I don't even know what... I, I, I don't even know what to say. But Mayor Kentrell said that her life is a black woman is unsafe on a plane unless she's in first class. I'm going to tell you, the absolute arrogance that it takes to get on TV and say, I'm not going to repay these expenses that I was these expenses that I wasn't supposed to to expense anyway on this international business uh, flight from from wherever to to France and Switzerland and all those places because her flying coach is a black woman or economy is a safety issue. So she owes the city 30 plus thousand in upgrade expenses. As the city travel policy states, employees, employees of the city, that's the mayor too. Employees are required to purchase the lowest airfare available. Any upgrades encouraged should be paid for out of employees' own pockets. So imagine the hardworking black woman out there that can't afford, that doesn't have an expense account that a, an entire other group of people are paying for. She can't afford to be safe. Imagine that this hardworking black woman has children with her. Let's say she has two daughters with her. And they're flying, her husband works away, and they're flying to go see her husband and, and, and dad. This is not a preposterous situation, okay? This happens every day. They get on a plane, they travel, economy. Well, according to a mayor, a mayor of one of the most visited cities in the United States. 
it is dangerous as a black woman for her to fly her, her to fly economy. Which would mean it's dangerous for her as a black woman and her two black daughters. This invisible black woman I'm talking about. But they, obviously, these amazing ladies do exist. But this, for argument's sake, black woman and her two daughters, I'm making up. Imagine the slap in the face that is to them. What? Disgusting, vile people don't fly first class. I mean, what does that say about you that's in economy? How am I a danger to someone? What the hell did I do? I love everybody under God's beautiful green earth. Doesn't mean I agree with you. Doesn't mean I buy into what you're saying. But for the most part, I love everybody. Except for... You know, Browns, Ravens, Steelers, fans, players, etc. That's that's it. But imagine the slap in the face that is them. But wait, there's more that makes her an idiot. When recently asked about the crime, yeah, about the crime in her area, in her city, about it being uh, 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 the murder capital of the United States now. What does she say? What does this amazing, unbelievable, just pillar Of 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 pub of a public servant. I, what does she say? First off, on October fourth, she finally announced uh, that she would end her ill-advised campaign to travel first class at taxpayers' expense. Kentrell admitted. I am, in fact, deemed an employee of the city of New Orleans, and as a result, I will have to reimburse the city for those business expenses. If you waited all this time because you weren't sure you were an employee of the city, if that was your hang-up, like, well, I'm not really sure I'm an employee of the city. I think everybody who works under me is an employee of the city, but not me who gets paid by the taxpayers of the city. No. And then, as I light my fat bottom Betty, by Deadwood Tobacco, then we find out She's been living rent-free 
in an apartment in the French Quarter. Yeah. $2,900 a month. $2,900. It's unbelievable. The New Orleans mayor thinks that expense account is hers to do whatever the F she wants to do with it. This is, uh, you know, the fact that we're not talking about this more. The fact that this isn't being discussed left and right on every major news outlet is absolutely beyond me. And then to make it worse, she's talking to people that have absolutely nothing to do with with renovation, maintenance, et cetera, et cetera, and giving them times for people to come in and fix issues in the apartment. When's a good time, not a good time, et cetera. Uh, for months, rumors have circulated about Cantrell taking up residence in a city-owned apartment in the historic upper, if I'm getting this wrong, forgive me, Pontaba building on Jackson Square. A number of news outlets, including Gambit, reported on these rumors. This was more than insider chatter or planted stories by the mayor's opponents. For instance, Gambit first heard from bartenders who worked nearby that Cantrell had moved into the city-owned apartment. I, I mean, Lord help us all. Lord help us all. So, she's been living in an apartment rent-free, getting people to come fix, do maintenance, et cetera, et cetera. I, I'm sure... I mean, I'm sure since she's living rent-free, she's probably not paying these people, you know, who could be all fixing other things and doing other things. No. No, I'm 100% certain. I can't say 100% certain, but I'm 99.9% certain. She's not paying these people. Nope. $30,000 in travel expenses and just, just recently said, all right, all right, all right. I guess I'll pay it back since I am a city employee. Was that what the three or four months was for? Was that what the hangup was? You don't even realize? You don't realize that you're a city employee? That's truly what the hangup was? No, the hangup. The hangup was you didn't think you were going to have to bend to the public pressure. There's no way a mayor could say, I'm going to pay it back because I know now that I am indeed an employee of the city. There's no way on earth an actual elected official could not really know that. Well, am I a city employee? Well, let me just, I got to do some research. And why would it take four months anyway? But there's no way on earth. There, there, there is no 
way on earth. Uh, you, you just can't, you can't make this up. This woman is an absolute disgrace to not only what was once an amazing, vibrant, vibrant, and, and, and just, just mainstay of a tourist and travel destination. But no. She has absolutely, under her administration, she has made this. She's absolutely made this. She's made the city and the state a laughingstock. The state doesn't need much help, but boy, she is adding to it. So, Mayor Cantrell says she doesn't embrace the city's title of murder capital. She says, and I quote, I don't embrace it at all. The data that is used is on government terms for that and not based on what is actually happening. What now? Say, huh? Say that one more time for me. Okay, Kelly, I will. I don't embrace it at all. The data that is used is on government terms for that and not based on what is actually happening. I'm going to give you a moment to think about what I just said. Your moment's up. Did you actually hear what I just read? This, this is a direct quote. And then we've got the granddaddy of them all. The granddaddy of them all. That, that term is used to, to describe the biggest of its kind. You know, Daytona, Talladega quote-unquote, the granddaddy of them all for NASCAR tracks, or racetracks anyway, anywhere, all right? The Super Bowl is the granddaddy of all football games, really sporting events. Game seven at, at Yankee Stadium or Fenway Park would be, man, this is the granddaddy of them all. Nope. Nope, nope, nope. Mm -mm. I've got my granddaddy of them all. Comment from her. Well, I'll do all of your granddaddy of them alls in any situation. Here we go. You ready? The mayor says, I almost don't read this. I do because I almost feel like you're going to think, man, He's an idiot. There's no way, there's no way that a mayor would say that. So I, I, I just don't believe anything Kevo says. I don't, no, I just don't. Shall I read it? Okay, I'm going to read it. Okay. The mayor says that the city can still safely host big events and that most murders, are you ready? Most murders are among people who know each other. 
You heard me. The mayor of the city of New Orleans said, the data that is used is on government terms for that and not based on what is actually happening. And then she said, the city can still safely host big events because most murders are among people who know each other. I can't even begin to understand. You know, the national headlines is the problem, American Trail. But it's not just the headline that's the problem, ma'am. It's the reality of the effing situation. The mayor of New Orleans is making an already laughable state so much worse. And I'm one of those that I hate for people to downgrade and just talk about the state like it's just, oh, man, Louisiana is just, that, that's where that big brother thing comes in. Like, whoa, 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 whoa. Hey, I've lived here my whole life. Watch your mouth. Come on, don't sit here. But you know what? With my friend, my best friend, I've got four or five, six guy friends that are, like, those are my ride or dies. I still feel that way about. But I don't feel this way about the state anymore. Because we are letting ourselves be laughed at. We are letting ourselves be a mockery. We're letting ourselves be laughingstock. And what do we keep doing? What do we keep doing? We keep doing what some people define as insanity. And that's doing the same thing repeatedly and just looking for different results. Louisiana, 47th in education. 46th in health care. Louisiana is 48th in post-COVID economic recovery. Louisiana is 50th. Last in overall quality of life. And this mayor of the city of New Orleans is just adding fuel to that fire. I want you to think about a mayor 
that argued having to pay back $30,000 in travel expenses. When it clearly says city employees are to go the cheapest possible route, that's in layman's term what it says, that waited months, and her statement on that was, I- I'm going to pay it back because I see now that I am, in fact, deemed a city employee. Not to mention that apartment that you have been living in at the taxpayer's expense. Not to mention the maintenance and upkeep on that apartment. Not to mention your comments. About, yeah, the, the, these numbers about murder—they're they're not. These government numbers aren't real. They—they—they're they're, not—they're not based on what's really happening. That most murders are committed by people that know each other. I. I, I the homicide rate in New Orleans is disturbing. 52 homicides per every 100,000 people. Robert Collins, Dillard Public Policy Professor Robert Collins, says the numbers don't lie. In September, the city's 52 homicides per 100,000 people outpaced St. Louis, which had led the nation with a rate of 45 homicides per 100,000. By comparison, there have been 18 homicides in Chicago per 100,000 people and 3.5 per 100,000 in New York City. Chicago, 18 per 100,000. I'm just being honest with you. I, if you, I mean, if you're going to get mad, get mad, whatever. As far as crime goes, Chicago, New York City, St. Louis, they have been the gar pit of gar pits. Here we go again. Louisiana consistently being at the bottom. We are just that. We are consistently at the bottom. I mean, you have... Truly hardworking, bust their asses, families, moms, dads, grandparents, men, women of every walk of life, business owners that have tried and given up everything they knew to give up to make their business their business viable in a state that continues to be last i don't know where we are on roads infrastructure bridges etc like that i don't know i don't know i'm willing to bet you i'm willing to bet you it's in the bottom 10 New Orleans has become the deadliest city in the country since early July. 
you know what? That pretty much makes the state. Because that's where the majority of tourism lies. 99.9% of the tourism in this state is New Orleans. I mean, it's, you've got people in the city, citizens of New Orleans, driving to suburban parishes to gas up, eat, uh, get their groceries and eat out. That, that's, that's, I mean, it. what's happening What's happening in, I didn't even say that right. Shit, I can't talk. Sorry about the bad word. What is happening is a disgrace. We're in all kinds of trouble in this state. And it seems like nothing. Nothing. You know, if I'm governor of the state, when I'm seeing things this mayor's doing, I think it's worth an email, a text message, a facsimile, something. Some, do something. Reach out to her and say, hey, 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 hey. Let's get our shit together. Okay? What can we do? What can we do to help with this crime situation? The city of New Orleans... is 300 to 400 police officers short. Why? Why do you think that is? Uh, It sounds to me like it starts with leadership. This is the way to self-decay city. The longer this goes... the worst this is going to be for everybody. We have got, I don't care what you do, if you're in government in that city, you have got to demand something be done. You cannot just draw a salary. You cannot just sit there getting a check And being the mayor's fair-haired girl or boy or whatever, this is ridiculous. As somebody that conceal carries, I am going to New Orleans this weekend. And it kills my soul. to have to walk from that Airbnb I have rented to that dome and know that I can't carry because I can't get in the dome and I try to be a law-abiding citizen. Don't want to be that guy. I'm not trying to. But I'm here to tell you. 
It absolutely kills my soul that this city and state are just becoming more and more of a laughing stock. It, it absolutely does. And I, I, I don't know what I, I don't know what I can do per se. But I know what government can do, and that's get off your butts. Get tough on crime. Don't just arrest people. Prosecute them. Show them that we're not messing around. You know, that is government's first priority to citizens. The first priority to constituents. Keep them safe. This is this is. I I don't even know what to say. It's it's an absolute shame that we're having to have this conversation. This is terrible. I I I. I I. I, I can't even believe we're. When you think about the fact that New Orleans, Louisiana has passed St. Louis, New York, and Chicago in murders, that's something. That's, some, that's not a good something. Something has to be done, and it starts. It starts with our voice. I guess that's where it's got to start. We've got to demand that our public officials be a, look, we all, I bet we've all got somebody we know or cousin, an uncle, a friend, an acquaintance that's in government. Hey, 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 if you send somebody's food to their table and it's raw, Aren't, if you own a restaurant, you send somebody's food to the table, right? It's raw. Friend or no friend, aren't you going to want them to tell you? I would think you would. Thank you. Thank you. Well, if it happens and continues to happen every time, then it may come a time where their voice needs to get a little bit louder, a little bit louder, a little bit louder. I think Guys, it's time that our voices get a little bit louder. Louisiana has become a laughing stock. And Governor John Bill Edwards and Mayor Latoya Cantrell are a huge reason that people from the outside looking in are able to say whatever they want to about this state and there's nothing we can say anymore. Can't use the big brother best friend rule. Can't use it anymore. We, we can't say, well, hey, not, not, not us. Don't talk about us. You know, we live here. We... It's affecting everyone. It's affecting tourism. It's affecting businesses. It's affecting growth. It's affecting children. 
It's affecting the entire, it's just, it's an absolute joke. Something has to be done about it. And I believe it starts with us. It starts with us going, okay, enough's enough. We got to fix this. Um, all right, so that was part one. I want to stop there. I do want to. Uh, I want to come back to that in another podcast. I could do a whole. I could do a whole three hours on this state and what it lacks. But right now, I want to go to something else. So recently, and I mean when I say recently, I mean today or yesterday. There was a documentary released, and it's available on Daily Wire, DailyWire.com, Daily Wire. Daily Wire Plus, which is a <clears throat> which is a news media entertainment outlet owned by Ben Shapiro. Now it's got three or four documentaries on there. Uh, one I watched earlier in the year. It's called "What Is a Woman." I think it was absolute awesome. I think it says a lot about what's going on in our society. Um, I see recently, not getting off on that one, but I think a lot of, 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 I think that documentary and Matt Walsh, who I think is pioneering, I do, just uh, this gender, this gender affirming surgery on minor, just, it's an absolute outrage, it's disgusting, I think that's what you're doing, you're, you're, you're mutilating kids. But I think it's helped lead to, just recently, Vanderbilt quit doing gender reassignment surgery on minors. Should have never done them in the first place. We don't allow minors to vote. We don't allow, we, we, we don't allow 13-year-olds to vote. We don't allow 13-year-olds to drive. We don't allow 13-year-olds to legally buy cigarettes, alcohol, guns, all these things. But we're going to let people who five years earlier waited on Santa Claus to come down a chimney, we're going to let them decide. They just don't, well, I don't want to be a boy anymore, so let's get out the penis saw. And, and you're just, okay, all right, great, let's do it. And it's supposed to take all these hormone blockers and all these things and all these uh, no, okay, but that's neither here nor there. So the Daily Wire released a documentary, and uh, it was one that I'd really, really, really been looking forward to. And it's it's called uh, The Greatest Lie Ever Sold. And it's a documentary from a political commentator Candace Owen. Candace Owen is a, a black woman. Uh, she's a conservative. Was a once uh, liberal uh, Democrat. She's now a uh, conservative, as I say a lot of times. I want to repeat one more time. I do not call myself Republican. Now, as I said earlier, I'll say again, I am a staunch conservative. But I don't call myself Republican because 99% of the Republicans 
that are in Congress, in the House, it trickle down, trickle down, trickle down. I, I'm, I'm going to say 95, 98% of them are cowards. Absolute cowards. It's an absolute disgrace. I think if you wholeheartedly can call yourself a Democrat or Republican, you're, you're not really looking at the bigger picture. Now, however, if I have to choose which way to vote because there are only two parties, obviously, 99% of the time I vote Republican. Not because they're perfect. No, I just said they're cowards. But we're at a point in time in this country where it's literally the lesser of two evils. Several months ago, I was sitting here in this dude's den with my wife. And I told her, any day now, any day now, the Democratic Party will lose Tulsi Gabbard. I'm telling you, that was two, three months ago I said it. Any day now. They did. I'm not saying the Republicans gained Tulsi Gabbard. I'm not saying they should. I like her. I like her a lot. Tulsi Gabbard was the only one to call out now Vice President Kamala Harris. But at the time, a, a presidential looking for the nomination, I mean, it, it, she was the only one to call her out. And if there were ever any hope for Tulsi Gabbard being president, it left right there. But she did what was right. She did what was right. That being said, so this documentary comes out, and it's called The Greatest Lie Ever Sold. And I ask, I would ask people to go and watch this documentary with an open mind. You know, people got a lot of kickback. after George Floyd's tragic, tragic death. A lot of kickback. When they would say things like, hey, hey, black lives do matter, but all lives matter, and we, got, we can't loot. We can't, oh, my God. If you weren't just, hey, I get it, that 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 looting comes from an angry place, and and I, me saying that uh, there doesn't need to be any looting just comes from a place of, place of privilege, and that, uh, huh? Do what? But that, that's how it was. That's exactly how it was. Well, as Candace tells in this documentary. She covers what most people have always said. You want to know 
what's behind something? Three words. Follow the money. So she does. Now, I am one of those people that 100% believe. Yes. Yes. Black lives matter. But I'm going to follow it up with that nerdy, you know. All lives matter. But I'm telling you, The lady, and I use that term loosely, that started that absolute terrorist, thieving, disgusting organization should be brought out to the public square of Minneapolis And pelted with fruit. Black Lives Matter. The organization. Showed donations. Of 90 million dollars. In 2020. Alicia Garza, Patrice Cullors, and forgive me if I'm pronouncing the, 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 the last lady's name wrong. Opal Tomatai, I'm so sorry. I, I, I don't, uh, don't know how that's exactly pronounced. But they're radicals, they're anti-American, and they're anti-black lives. I mean, it's an absolute disgrace. <clears throat> Candace talks with the two roommates of the tragically deceased George Floyd. All the money, the donations that came in to that organization to that disgusting, vile, just anti-America organization. Not one dime. Not one nickel. Went to any of the businesses in that area. Not one nickel went to black-owned businesses now. Not one nickel went to where he lived. He was splitting the rent with three people. They knew him, as explained in this documentary, they knew him very well. Didn't get a dime. They didn't come to him and say, hey, we know you're, you're, you're working class, blue collar, African Americans, we know this puts a a a a just a, a lot of pressure on you financially. Here's rent for a year. 
Here's Georgia's part of rent for a year. Nothing. No news media. No news outlets. Even came and spoke to them. Nobody. That organization is an absolute sham. So she starts following the money. And in this documentary, she finds that a large portion, large portion of this money, where it goes to, And it goes right back to that first documentary I mentioned that was released earlier in the year called What is a Woman? Kind of goes right back to that. Because I'm going to say half, if not more than half, of that money went back into trans activist groups. There were portions of money, we're talking two and a half, three million dollars, that went to groups that never even held a fundraiser. Groups that never did anything. They just had a 501c3, had a web page, more coming soon, got millions from the people with Black Lives Matter. One of the three founders, brother, by trade, by trade, was a graffiti artist. Hey, I'm, that's, and I mean that. There's some beautiful, ama- oh my God, these men and women that do that, they're talented beyond all means. I mean, there is a call for that at places. Some cities have areas where they they put that stuff up, and it's beautiful, and it's okay. It is. It's great now. But why why is she paying him $900,000 in a year's time for his new security firm? There's also a scene where Patrice Cullors is on Instagram. She's doing an Instagram live. And her Instagram live, she is, or her video on Instagram, she's playing the victim. Imagine that. She's crying, saying, that she woke up this morning to Candace Owens at the gate of the property where she lived being hateful and demanding. That's not at all what happened. 
So much so that after she was exposed to be flat out lying, she took her Instagram down and said she was taking some time off of that social media outlet, and I don't know about the others, but that one, because she needed to to rethink her situation. She needed to um, uh, 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 rethink things. So have you ever at times, has there ever been a time in your life where a situation like this where it it made because the organization called Black Lives Matter but it's completely ruined the phrase hasn't ruined the idea hasn't ruined the premise but it's completely ruined the phrase anytime anytime people say that man i can't help but but just like wonder what what, what do you hang on what do you mean do you mean african american lives matter or or, or, or are, you, are you speaking on behalf of the group, the organization, Black Lives Matter? Because if so, I want nothing to talk with you about. I, I'm not going to, it's, it is. Where has all that money went? I don't care if you've given money or not. We should all be demanding answers on that. This is an organization that got rich, filthy rich, off the death of a black man pushed the narrative that black people were being hunted by police, which is factually not true. I was talking with someone not long ago. And I'm perfectly fine with us having a conversation, you saying something, and me going, okay, hold up, hold up. I'm not going to speak to that because... I need to get more info on that. I want, so hang on. Let's continue this conversation. But let me just research this point. That's fine. That's fine. But I was talking with someone not long ago. And I said, you know that more white people are shot and killed by police every year than black people. And he said, well, yeah, okay, okay, because there's more white people. And I said, but that's not the number you look at. It's not about the overall population. It's about the population involved 
in police interaction. That is the number. More white people are killed by white people. More Puerto Ricans are killed by Puerto Ricans. More Hispanics are killed by Hispanics. More black people are killed by black people. All that, that, that inner, that in, inner racial stuff, that, that's, I, I, I would love for that to, I would love for that to end and nobody be murdered. But I don't think that's ever going to change. But when you've got people like LeBron James, athletes, celebrities from all walks of life, getting on camera, on Twitter, etc., saying black people are being hunted, that's absolutely disgusting. It's not the case. It's not happening. It needs to stop now. One life taken cruelly by police is one too many. It is one too many. I am, I am, I'm an advocate for capital punishment. I'm one that believes there are certain cases where the death penalty needs to be need to be decided upon. And I got to tell you police officers have a tough Tough job. And if any police officer has a history of bigotry, racism, vile, disgusting actions toward people of color, any color, white, black, green, purple, orange, doesn't matter. And they take a life based on the color of someone's skin, I believe they deserve the same in return. But you know as well as I know, there are racist people in all walks of life. There's racist carpenters, janitors, policemen, teachers, athletes, Plumber, did I say plumbers? Plumbers, uh, uh, electricians, uh, waiters, waitresses, etc. Every walk of life has people that don't like other people because of their skin color. And if any of those people outright kill someone because of that reason. I believe they deserve the same. But I think we would all be very hard to find any 
any police officer today that says, my goal is to kill, shoot, whatever, this race or this race or this race. I, I'm not at all saying that that man or woman out there doesn't exist. And if they do, and people know, and people know that that, that way, you need to speak up. You need to you need to refuse to work with them. You need to have them removed. Like we need to get vocal. But we also got to get vocal the other way, guys. We can't listen to LeBron James. We can't just always assume that LeBron James. Well, he knows what's best for, you know, black youth, black community. He know. Hillary Clinton, in an interview I saw, uh, I was doing some research. She was on a uh, on a radio show, sitting in the in the in the the, the radio booth or whatever, and um, uh, she was with a couple of black hosts. And they said, they asked, what is something you carry with you all the time? And she, that fast, answered, hot sauce. And they were you know, both like, oh, really? You know. I'm... And the gentleman, I think it was, it was, it was a black man, a black woman. The gentleman, the, the man said, now, you know, a lot of people listen to this going to think, oh, you just pandering to black people. Her exact phrase back was, is it working? I mean, I, I didn't even know what to say to that. I remember her saying the hot sauce thing. That's the thing. Like, I remember that. That was in the media. You know what wasn't in the media? The pandering to black people and then her saying, was it working? That wasn't in the media. You know, I encourage anyone, everyone really, to go to the Daily Wire. Hey, get your seven days free and watch both those documentaries. What is a woman and the greatest lie ever sold? Watch them both. I think, what do I know? I'm just a guy sitting here on a, with a podcast trying to grow it. <laughs> I, I'm lucky right now if I get 100 listeners per show. But I think the best way to take this country back is to look at each other and admit the media is not our friends. They're not. They are our biggest enemy. 
100%, right now, they are our biggest enemy. I believe it was Malcolm X that said something to the effect of the media being our biggest enemy because they can make the guilty look innocent and the innocent look guilty. I do believe it was Malcolm X that said that. I'm trying to find it, but there's nothing like dead air while I'm sitting here trying to find uh, uh But that's what's happening in this country is we are listening to a media daily that is pushing a narrative that is simply not the case. It is pushing a narrative that the black community's biggest threat is white people. Guys, I don't believe that. I'll never believe that. Here it is. The media's the most powerful entity on earth. They have the power to make the innocent guilty and to make the guilty innocent. And that's power because they control the minds of the masses. Malcolm X. Nothing I've ever heard a human being say has ever been more true and relevant than that one right there. We are listening to a media daily. Hell, on MSNBC not long ago, I recorded it. It's it's literally on my TikTok page where uh, uh, I believe it's Tiffany Cross on MSNBC and her guest that she's talking to via Zoom or whatever is saying that the two biggest threats to black America is being killed by police on the way to work and climate change. Can't make it up. All this money to Black Lives Matter. Consistently voting for the same group of politicians. Tell me what has changed. And I'm not calling out just Democrats. But that's where it starts. Because for the longest time, that's been what everybody... Our current president of the United States said, if you got a problem with deciding whether you want to vote for me or Trump, then you ain't black. 
Has there ever truly, truly think about it. Has there ever been a more racist statement? What the, what? That's what's happening. Malcolm X also said, Nobody can give you freedom. Nobody can give you equality or justice or anything. If you're a man, you take it. Every single one of us, this is America, man. Some people are born rich. Some people are born broke. Some people die broke. Some people die rich. There are people that come from wealthy families. There are people that come from non-wealthy families. But to look at a child and say to him or her, hey, you you might as well not even try because the white man is going to take... It's an absolute disgrace. And the Black Lives Matter organization is behind that 100%. They are a vile and disgusting and bigoted and just just anti-America. Anti- That's a terrible organization. And every single one of them, every single one of them should be brought to justice for crime. Look, they are not doing, there's no way that you should have lavish mansions. There's no way that a Black Lives Matter employee should buy a $3 million mansion and then turn around and sell it to the Black Lives Matter group and make another $3 million. Why why is that happening? Meanwhile, black communities aren't getting safer. Like it or not, this is not a popular answer, but I'm going to tell you, the way we have got to make these communities safer is you've got to overrun them with police. And then you've got to have prosecutors that prosecute these people. We're not talking about low-level drug offenses and things like that. That's not what we're talking about. We're talking about violent crimes. And here's another thing. <clears throat> when the President of the United States says he's going to pardon all of those with a federal marijuana offense, there's no such thing is a federal marijuana offense of one gram or less. He knew exactly what he was saying. There's no such thing, guys. The student loan thing. The pardoning those with a federal marijuana offense of one gram or less. These aren't going to happen. They're not going to happen. It's strictly for votes. Strictly about votes. 
we got to do something. <clears throat> we got to do something, man. This is, it's, it's. We now have open segregation in schools, universities. It is for black people only. These are for people of color. These are for white people. This is ridiculous. It starts with our media. They want you to believe you need that. Because that's the only way you're going to be safe. I've said before and I'll say again, you show me an instance of racism, I'll stand right beside you and I'll fight you. I'll walk into that street and get my ass beat for you. I will fight with you. But just to take MSNBC, CNN, this news outlet, that news outlet, just take their word that this is a racist, bigoted country. It's not true. I beg you, go do your own research. Watch the greatest lie ever sold. And let's just have a conversation. Not an argument. Let's just have a conversation about it. Like, let's just talk about it. I got a good friend. Uh, I will, I'll say his name. Because it's in a positive way, obviously. I mean, uh, but I got a good friend named Richard, who is usually very good about listening to my podcast, whether he believes it, or maybe it's not believes. Maybe that's not a good term. Whether he agrees with the topic or, or my, my stance on the topic or not. And generally speaking, we always have very healthy Friendly, hell, even if sometimes funny. Dialogue about it. Helps me grow. I don't just sit here and think, well, my way of seeing things, that's the way, and that's all there is to it. I don't think that at all, man. I don't, I'm not. Who am I? But on this one, I'm right. I know in my heart I'm right. There are racist people scattered throughout this country. Yes, it, and racism, guys, works every way. It, you can be racist toward white people, toward black people, toward Spanish people, toward uh, Latinos, toward uh, uh, every. Everybody. Everybody at some point in time in their life has experienced a bout of racism. But I still believe our country, our premise we were founded on, the Bill of Rights, the Constitution. We are the greatest and most non-racist country that there ever has been.
We still are. Unless you listen to one of the, uh, the, 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 the big media outlets. Just remember, Malcolm X said it, the media is the most powerful entity on earth. They have the power to make innocent guilty and to make the guilty innocent, and that's power because they control the mind of the masses. Very, very true. All right, I'm going to leave you alone. I'm going to leave you with that. I love you guys. Um, hey, do me a favor. If you would, man, please, I beg you, okay, go like, share, comment. Oops, oh, sorry, I hit the mic. I, I've been trying not to do that, use my hands as much. All right, go like, share, comment. Tell everybody uh, how great Kevo is. Lie to them if you have to. Just whatever you need to, okay? But just, but just please, for me, just go share, and, and, and let's try to make this, um, let's try to make this podcast grow, please. I'm putting the time, effort, energy in it. I know things take time, but please, if you will. Um, all right. On behalf of uh, uh, myself, because uh, dude is, uh, well, he's fast asleep doing what dude does, snoring. On behalf of myself and dude, of course, um, hey, we love you. We thank you. I appreciate you so much. God bless you. I'm praying for you. Pray for all of us every day. And just remember, Romans 8.31 said it best. What then shall we say to these things? If God is for us, who can be against us? In this room full of God, family, country, I'm Kevo. Unwavering toxic masculinity from the dude's den. We'll see you later, guys. Pray.